Good morning, good morning. Terrific Tuesday again today. It's also a start of a new month. Wishing you the very best. Three things that we will talk about. August equity roundup, India GDP numbers and what to expect from the Reserve Bank of Australia. US stocks wrapped their best month since April, continuing an extraordinary rally fueled by stimulus from Washington, signs of economic revival and progress towards a coronavirus vaccine. The funny thing is the uh, stimulus from Washington came through executive orders and not through any partisan agreement. Nonetheless, all three US major indexes have climbed for five consecutive months after a brutal February and March that ended the longest bull market on record. S&P 500 surged 35% uh, in this five-month period. That's the largest gain since 1938. For the month, the index advanced 7%, which is the best since 1986. But yesterday, it was down by about 0.2%. The S&P set records last week after Federal Reserve signaled that it was likely to keep U.S. borrowing costs low for an extended period of time. Investors are also gaining hope that the world will overcome the COVID-19 pandemic thanks to the upbeat news about multiple vaccines in various stages of testing. Among the most advanced candidates are the ones being de developed by Oxford University and AstraZeneca. Pfizer uh, with its partner BioNTech and Moderna have also experimental shots that have shown some promise. Still, some investors are bracing for potential reversal in September. The US lawmakers are scheduled to return to work following an August recess and could resume talks to end the gridlock on the, the, new, the new stimulus package as the November election campaigns also go into full swing. A failure by Congress to deliver additional relief measures for American consumers and businesses could weigh on market sentiment. A top Fed official affirmed the U.S. Central Bank's new stance in a speech on Monday. Vice Chair Richard Clarida said the Fed shouldn't tighten monetary policy just because of low unemployment and uh, cast doubt on economic models that the Fed has used in the past to justify interest rates. So, I think just the general sense is that the, the Fed is going to be a lot more tuned towards employment uh, and it's, the rates are going to remain low for a long period of time. Tech sector of the S&P 500 led the way in August, um, like much of the year actually, ending up about 12% higher, closely followed by consumer discretionary and, and communications, which, is, which includes Facebook and, and Google. Among the best performing stocks were Royal Caribbean and MGM Resorts. Both were up about 40%, but they're still off double digits on a percentage basis for 2020. During yesterday's session, Apple shares rose another 3.4%, extending their gains, which actually helped lift the Nasdaq for a, towards a positive close. Tesla was, uh, was up 13% yesterday after the 501 stock split. India's economy posted the biggest drop among major countries last quarter. The GDP fell a record 23.9% on year. Consensus had been for a negative 18% print. The country is on track for its first full year contraction in four decades as it becomes a center of the pandemic. Separately, India blew through its 12-month budget deficit target in the first four months of this fiscal year. 
Zoom video communications jumped 10% in late trading after it raised its annual revenue forecast exceeding estimates and signaling the company is confident that users will keep flocking to the video meeting service. Yearly sales will be as much as 2.39 billion compared to 1.89 billion consensus and uh, Zoom's previous projection of 1.8 billion. Quarterly revenue spiked 355%. On the FX side, with August drawing to a close, the Federal Reserve's decision uh, to shift its inflation focus last week is catching up with the US dollar. The greenback traded lower against all the major currencies except for the Japanese yen. The yen actually matched its own tune uh, despite uh, end of month profit taking US stocks and also some sell off that we saw in treasury yields. Uh, this could tie, this could be tied to the political and economic uncertainty in Japan. One of the big stories last week, remember, was Prime Minister Abe's decision to step down over health issues. Euro USD hit 1.1950 on the back of US dollar weakness. Actually, the data from Germany was not so good, but the, and also we've seen these uh, cases climb in Spain and France, but Euro was unfazed primarily because the focus is on the weak dollar rather than the euro strength. RBI is widely expected to leave monetary policy unchanged today, but the lockdown in Victoria could make the central bank more cautious. When the central bank met in August, they left interest rates unchanged, predicted a bumpy recovery, but stepped back bond purchases. Since then, Prime Minister Morrison uh, has said that the Victoria lockdown is costing the economy 2.5% uh, of GDP. At minimum, the RBI will need to admit that Australia has entered a technical recession in Q2. The numbers will be released after the RBA. But between the lockdown, a recession and China-EU trade tensions, the central bank has very little case of optimism. Over the weekend, trade tensions with the country's most important partner worsened as China launched a second investigation into Australian wines and detained a prominent Australian journalist. That's your update. Stay safe and healthy, everyone. <music>